Okay, the last three podcasts have dealt with the possible overturn of Roe versus Wade and uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. I've been a little tunnel visioned. I've neglected the other news out there, and there is some really important news that we're going to talk about. I can't miss the other this other important news. So we're we're not going to talk about abortion today. Okay, how about that? After three straight podcasts with it. So let me bring you back up to date. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you guys had a great Monday. So I have some great news. I have great news, and I have some bad news from this weekend. The good news is I finished two chapters of my book, both written and typing, and I found an artist to help me with my cover art and the pictures that I need within the book. That's great news. Okay, it's not a real artist. It's my dad who took up painting when he retired, but I'm sure it'll keep him busy for a year or so. I did finish my Christmas shopping all online. Josie wanted to go to the mall on Sunday, and she did, but she didn't make me go, which was great news. I gave her some money. She went to the mall, but it was terribly crowded, and she found nothing. Uh, she went to. Uh, she came back horribly frustrated and gave me back my money. That's great news. Almost all of my money. Not all the malls were terrible. Uh, not that the malls were terribly crowded. Was great news. I, I thought that was just funny. Uh, and not that she was horribly frustrated. Though the term "I told you say so" came to mind. But that she did give me my money back. I was really happy about that. I didn't think I'd ever see that again. But now comes the bad news. When one successfully finishes their Christmas shopping online, the crap is eventually delivered. And yeah, that did happen. Josie took all six ounce presents that had to store in her 3,300 square foot apartment, but made me keep the huge slide climbing structure thing that's the size of one of the small smaller pyramids in Egypt for her grandkids. Needless to say, in the shoebox of a place that I live in, I don't have the room for it, so now the damn thing is sitting in my patio. The problem is, I ha the problem I have is it's going to rain here in the next two days, and I know if a drop hits that box... Josie is going to flip. So I know I'm kind of screwed here. What's worse, I'm going to end up having to put this effing thing together. And I, I'm i not looking forward to that. Okay, I was just kidding. I'm not putting the effing thing together. She can do that. That's her problem. Anyway, let's get to some of the important news that I missed through the week. According to the New York Post... An unidentified female flew from Syracuse, New York to Atlanta, Georgia, where she was caught breastfeeding her feline on the plane. She was breastfeeding her cat. A flight attendant told her repeatedly to stop breastfeeding the cat and put her cat back in its cage. However, the woman refused. I don't even know what to say about this. Even with a world as it is, even with the world as it is, this is just freaking weird. The story continues 
A message was sent through the Aircraft Communication Addressing and Reporting System, ACARS, to alert Delta crew in Atlanta that a passenger in seat 13A is, quote, breastfeeding a cat and will not put the cat back in its carrier when flight attendant requested. By the way, there is a picture of this ACARS that a lot of people were able to see, <laughs> passengers were able to see. Gee, that's not weird. There's some things the flight crew could have done technically, as a technicality to get her to put this cat in back in the carrier. First off, ask her if the cat's masked. If the cat is not masked, then that cat needs to go back in the carrier. By the way, this brings up another question. Is the cat vaxxed? Because if the cat's not fully vaxxed, with the booster... I don't think I should have to put my life in danger and she should have to put the freaking cat back. Better yet, put the cat in the hold. Open that bottom thing they have, that thing they have to get to the uh, landing gear and throw that cat in there and let the cat sit there and deal with it. Anyway, the article continues. Flight attendant Ainsley Elizabeth, who was on board during the incident, took a TikTok video on November 13th, because that's what we do today, we take TikTok videos, to explain more of what went down, Newsweek reported. Quote, this woman had one of those, like, hairless cats swaddled it up in a blanket so it looks like a baby, she said. Her shirt was up, and she was trying to get the cat to latch, and she wouldn't put the cat back in the carrier, and the cat was screaming for its life. Now, I'm not surprised by this. I do the same thing at the airport. Scream for my life when my beer is watered down when I'm waiting to take my flight. So I don't necessarily blame the cat. But, I mean, oh yeah, and the cat, she wants the cat to suck a nip her nipple to get milk out of the by the way if this gal is lactating does that mean she's got a kid at home that has to share her boob with the cat oh okay dude see how weird this can get uh, yeah this was the important news i had to tell you by the way i would assume that because this was one of those wussy hairless cats from china i'm sure that it is probably has COVID comorbidities or an existing precondition. So this cat should be wearing a mask and be vaccinated because if it isn't, it could die. It could actually die of the China virus. All right, I'm done. I spent way too much time on this story and there are so many other important uh, stories to get over. So the chick landed in Atlanta. She got picked up and was probably given, issued a $7 fine for animal, I, I don't know, cruelty? Is that animal cruelty? It wasn't like she was trying to have sex with the cat or something. To, or maybe she was. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen the chick's knocker, so I doubt I will ever know why she... I, we won't know what's going on. Maybe she had a pair and she just wanted to show them. I don't know. I know that Atlanta's a leftist city and doesn't have any real laws anyway, so I doubt anything is going to happen to her. But yeah, I mean, we're living in a we're living in a country now that says five year olds can say they're uh, change their sex whenever they want. So I guess this shouldn't be too surprising. But we're we're. We are a country now that takes 
the feelings of animals more seriously than we take the feelings of people. So I, I haven't seen anything from PETA or anything about the whole thing. Okay, here's something that that is interesting. Uh, Europe has gone insane with this, and or we could call it tyrannical. Let's call it what it is over this stupid pandemic that kills less than one percent of the people who catch it. Now, granted, if you're 80, yeah, 80, 85, yeah, if you catch it, you're in big trouble, like 5%. But they're, they've gone nuts. Germany has decided to lock down and separate the unvaccinated from the vaccinated. Germany has decided to do this. Sound familiar from Germany? Haven't they done this before? They have pictures where grocery stores are separated by fencing which is used to separate the vaxxed in the grocery store from the unvaxxed. I saw pictures of this. And then I, I thought, I thought, okay, there's some weird things here. First off, uh, I thought fences and walls didn't work. So why has Germany got a fence or a wall there? Uh, well, it, they had a fence. If they had a wall, that would make a little more sense. Second, they were fences. Do they really think that a fence is going to stop a virus from coming over? Yeah. No. Didn't think about that. And if you look at it, it is a fence. It is the holes are the size of bricks. You know, the bricks you'd put in a wall. But everybody is still kind of close together, so they're within 6 feet of each other. So I'm not exactly sure what this is supposed to do. But anyway, Germany, Sieg Heil, uh, it's, it's commonly said now, but apparently the unvaxxed in Germany are the new Jews, so we'll see. Anyway, anyway, uh, Italy has also gone nuts. They are requiring vaccination to walk in on the street now, so they've gone absolutely nuts. Well, one guy came up with kind of a brilliant idea uh, to legally get a vaccine card that he needs to work and, you know, go to the store or whatever without actually getting the shot. This, again, is from the New York Post. I love the New York Post. They're, they're a great magazine. Uh, maybe I'm going to subscribe to them. Guido Russo. Guido, could you come up with a more Italian name than Guido? 57, has ref had refused to get the jab before showing up Thursday at a vaccine center in Biella, where he used a silicone prosthetic during his ill-fated ploy to trick a nurse with a well-made fake arm. The Correa Delia Cerna newspaper reported. Now, let's give this guy some credit. It did work for the first shot. But apparently the, second, the nurse for his second shot was a little bit more touchy-feely and she felt out his fake arm. Maybe he had more muscle in that fake arm than he should have, and she was kind of attracted to it. Uh, and she realized there's something wrong with the arm. Then they made him undo his shirt, and there it was. His real arm was under his shirt, and the fake arm was sticking out. Poor bastard is not being is now being investigated for fraud. <laughs> uh, Russo is a dentist. Uh and requires something called a super green pa pass to live in Italy. He's, it's basically a, a vaccination card is essentially what it is. 
And he said, now his life is ruined. But if you know as many Italians as I know, yeah, they have a tendency to exaggerate how ruined their lives are. So according to the New York Post, continuing with the New York Post, this is what Russo said, go away, you have ruined my life. This is what he said when he was talking to reporters behind a door of a a villa in Pentenego. A villa villa is just a house. Go away, I'll call my cabra, I'll call the cabarini, which means police. Russo had told the nurse last week who uncovered his bogus arm that he found himself in a bind. I don't want to get the vaccine, but I need the green bass to go to work. Uh, with Italian accents, you always put an A at the end of your sentence. So, I don't want to get the vaccine, uh, but I need a green pass to work. Uh, Okay, I don't know if that's actually how you do an Italian accent. I've heard enough Italian. I was married to an Italian for 20 years. Worst 20 years of my life. But that's another story altogether for another podcast. So his life is probably not ruined. As a matter of fact, I I would bet he's going to get... This was so clever. Apparently, the arm he got, he got it off Amazon, and it cost about $550 American. So that's quite a bit of money. He really worked to get this, and he almost got away, he almost got away with it. Now, there was no mentions of the penalties he could face for the fraud investigation, so we'll see how that works out, but I guarantee you, this guy has some newfound fame, and I would expect he's going to see a couple more patients in his dental office after, unfortunately, he gets, uh, he gets the shots. Okay, this is, I, I got to tell you, I find this kind of annoying, and I'll explain why. So again, according to the New York Post, taking Viagra slashes Alzheimer's risk by two-thirds, suge- research suggests. Scientists claim the love drug may help boost brain health and cut levels of toxic proteins that trigger dementia. Experts data experts analyzed data on 7.2 million U.S. adults and found regular users had a 69% lower chance of being diagnosed with Alzheimer's over the next six years. Medics say the findings, published in the Journal of Nature Aging, suggest that the little blue pill could soon be prescribed to tackle dementia. Well, I mean, at least when I get older and I get turned on, I'll remember why. I, I, there, I remember there was a movie called Idiocracy. Researchers were doing more research on perfecting the perfect anti-ED pill instead of researching what one might think is far more important. important. Like, I don't know, researching cancer? Here's the thing. Alzheimer's, it's a terrible disease. I get it. My grandfather had it. Um, there's a good chance I'm going to have it because it is it is uh, uh, gen- genetic. Um, but there are two things that annoy me about this story. First, Viagra is not exactly the pill that can be taken by an Alzheimer's patient, you know, because it has some side effects. Outside of the most obvious one that I don't really want to talk about, it also has blood circulation issues can be dangerous for the for blood circulation issues because the blood goes somewhere with Viagra. It also has problems with high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke risks. There are a lot of issues with this. 
so I'm not exactly sure that's great. The average user, may, it may not help them. And one of the things that causes dementia, by the way, is stroke. So, but that's not my biggest problem with this. You know who makes Viagra? Pfizer. You know what Pfizer also makes? The China virus vaccine. You know what we know about the China virus vaccine? Not a whole hell of a lot. We don't know the long-term effects of this vaccine. We don't know how long it lasts or why it's not effective against a lot of the versions of the coronavirus. We don't know the B-cell or T-cell effects, whether the vaccine is actually stored as a blueprint for future infection. Maybe Pfizer should stop screwing around with an ED pill and figure that may not be able to be used for what they hope it can be used for and figure this crap out right now because all our lives are being affected by this. Yeah, that story kind of annoyed me. Oh yeah, you you had to know this was coming in our, in our third story. Is it our third story? We're kind of moving we're probably kind of moving pretty quick here, but I knew these are all very short stories. Um here it is. Uh, you knew this was coming, and you know, you have to God bless capitalism. God should bless capitalism and the United States. I don't know why I didn't think about this. I should have come up with this. I could have opened a little place in the mall and probably made a mint for the next six months or a year, however long Joe Biden is going to be president. According to the Daily Wire, in Massachusetts, an enterprising entrepreneur has opened a store called Let's Go Brandon. The North Attenboro store sells, mer quote, sells merchandise like hats, shirts, stickers, signs, end quote, as WJAR reports. The ubiquitous Let's Go Brandon meme was triggered in early October when an NBC sports reporter interviewing NASCAR driver Brandon Brown at Talladega Speedway, Super Speedway in Alabama after Brown scored his first career NASCAR Xfinity Series win, stated in the video that the crowd was chanting, Let's Go Brandon, when in reality they were chanting, F. Joe Biden. This store probably has a lease for a very short time, maybe six months, maybe a year. I have no idea how long Joe Biden is going to be president. But this guy who opened this store is going to make a ton of money in the meantime. What is also surprising is that this store was opened in Massachusetts, which is a really blue state, and Joe Biden won that state by a ton. Now, I'll repeat what I said before, because I've talked about this. I think the whole Let's Go Brandon meme is fantastic. Joe Biden has become a national joke. People are beginning to push back against his idiocy. People are recognizing the damage he's doing. The big problem is Joe Biden has no mental aware. He has the mental awareness of a palm tree. He's not running things in the government right now. His leftist allies are running things. Probably Barack Obama has a a say in it because Richard Klain, the Secretary of State, is also an Obama appointee. So chances are Obama's running a lot of this stuff. We only have about a month to go before the damage can be limited because the campaign season for twenty the twenty twenty two midterm starts 
and the Dems are going to get their asses kicked, and they know it. One of the things they're going to try and do, try and fake everyone out on, is say how moderate they really are. And the last thing they're going to want to do in the next year is go completely radical. Even Joe Biden today, or um, this weekend, I think yet Sunday, said, or no, yesterday he said this. He said, listen, Build Back Better has till December. If it doesn't get done in December, it's not going to happen in, the ne- in 2022 until the end of the midterms. So this is a good thing. I, I, I just think it's great that people are seeing Joe Biden for what he is, and what he is is a national freaking joke. That's what he is. Okay, well, this is great. From NPR, quote, City officials in San Francisco want to delay the imposition of a tax on lawful recreational cannabis businesses to help them compete with illegal marijuana dealers. Quote, cannabis businesses create good jobs for San Franciscans and provide safe, regulated products to their customers, end quote, says uh, Supervisor Raphael Mandelman. Now it is time, the time, to impose a new tax on small businesses that are just getting established. Now is not the time to impose a new tax on small businesses that are trying to get, uh, try, that are just getting established and trying to compete against illicit operators. Last week, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors passed an ordinance to suspend the cannabis business tax for the 2021 and 2022 tax years. The ordinance requires a signature from San Francisco Mayor London Breed before it takes effect. Quote, Mayor Breed does intend to sign the ordinance once it passes the Board of Supervisors on a second reading tomorrow, the, new, the mayor's office told NPR. Remember when they said in California that legalized pot would be a money maker for the state? By the way, this is still the same reasoning they want to legalize meth, heroin, and coke. Well, here's the problem. If pot is overtaxed and so expensive in the stores, people will sell it cheaper on the streets. By the way, that was a debating point against legalization. They wasn't going to get rid of the drug dealers. The drug dealers were just going to sell their dope cheaper. There's another problem the pot dispensaries are having, and this was not mentioned in the NPR article. It was mentioned in another article. Crime. Gangs of thieves are breaking into the dispensaries and stealing the pot. And you can assume that these folks are stealing that pot to sell it cheaper to the drug addicts or the drug uh, the druggies the the dispensaries themselves they're having trouble keeping their doors open and keeping their stock same as Gucci same as Walgreens in San Francisco same as all those stores the Apple stores in San Francisco because The left wants to ignore the real problems. They never get to the the they never get to the 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 base of a problem. And they're doing it with drugs too. One of the reasons they legalize drugs is well we want to make it safe for the drug addicts. That's why they want to legalize pot's not a a drug addicted drink, an addictive drug per se. It is sort of, but not really. 
I'm not saying I'm even against pot. I, I, I'm against drug legalization because I just don't see the purpose of it. And I don't see it as any worse than alcohol or smoking. Uh, and I do see there are medicinal benefits for pot, but then make it a Schedule A drug and, and, and make it something that has to be prescribed. I, I have no problem with pot when it comes to that. Okay. But the real problems, the left refuses to acknowledge and they just continue to want to give more drugs to people they don't want to deal with the crime problem in san francisco which is partly motivated by drug use they don't want to deal with the drug addiction that plagues their streets in fact they created specific places so drug users can shoot their drugs and not worry about getting arrested they give drug users needles. They don't want to deal with the homeless problem that is caused by, guess it, guess it, mental illness and drugs. Instead, the city council wants to make it easier to get drugs. This is cynical, but I, I, I'm going to say it anyway. They want, San Francisco wants to keep a city of zombies. They want to keep the miser misery and hopelessness that you see in downtown San, uh, that you see in downtown San Francisco. The crime, which is not something they're thrilled about, is just a byproduct of that. They want to keep it so they can keep their power. San Francisco and Los Angeles too, and San and New York, are centers of polar opposites. You have the rich and the powerful. One has to be rich and powerful in San Francisco to afford a place to live. And then you have the drones. San Francisco is Adolis Huxley's Brave New World. You have the elite, who are described as the alphas. You have the drones, which are the brainless deltas. The government encourages the use of drugs. The drug in the book is called Soma. They keep the population content and high. Any dissatisfaction is cured by just using Soma, by keeping everybody in this fog of contentment. Not happiness, contentment. So, San Francisco um, is pushing drugs. Matter of fact, all of the left is pushing drugs. Look at Twitter. And why are they doing that? They want to keep the people, they want to keep the drones stupid and out of touch because then they can keep their power and appear to be so for the population. And they're not. They're not. Marijuana, as far as I'm concerned, is the new Soma. Not meth, not heroin, though you could say that those two. All right, I think this is our last story. Yes, it is. Our last story... Um, it, this story is dumb on so many different levels. And you, you can see when I told you we're going to have really important stories today. Yeah, I lied. Uh, according to the New York Post, God, that is a great, that is a great site. I love that site. A Columbia University will not discipline a professor who angered students by using the N-word while quoting a scene from the film Eight Mile, according to the school's newspaper. The Columbia Spectator reported that tenured teacher Jonathan Ryder will not face punishment after students filed a Title IX complaint in the 
wake of the October 28th class. Ryder, who's white, of course, you got to know that, used the term during a Culture in America lecture and claimed he thought it was permissible because he pronounced it with the A at the end of the slur instead of the E-R. In ret- quote, in retrospect, it's fair to say that I didn't need to quote the word. He wrote in an email to the students after the class, according to the student news site BWOBWOG, I regret any pain or offense I caused by my quoting, whether one student or the whole class felt pain or offense. You should know that in the remaining weeks of the course, no material will call for saying that word. Why anyone would send their kids to a college makes me wonder. I even told Josie with her kids, don't even bother saying, unless your kids are going to study like engineering or mathematics or something, keep your kids out of college, send them to a trade school. And by the way, I went to college, but where did I get most of my education for my career? Trade school. Uh, First off, like I said, this is so wrong, so wrong on so many different levels. Let's hit some of these levels. First off, what kind of idiot is this professor? Does he not read the newspapers? Does he not read his own newspaper? Because Columbia's had plenty of problems with this. Did he really think he was going to this was going to go well for him if he said the n-word in a class? And that leads me to the, the second point. You use the n-word in the class, you quoted a song, which I still don't understand how that's you being a racist if you quote something that probably every one of those kids, a movie that every one of those kids saw. I don't know how that's hurtful. It, it doesn't make sense to me. And why in God's name do these people not learn? Don't apologize. I'm sorry you, I'm sorry you got hurt by it, but you know, I can't help you here. That's, that's part of the class. Why are you apologizing? You're not going to win for apologizing. And here's the other thing that really gets me. He didn't quote Shakespeare or Mark Twain. He quoted Eminem. What the hell does Eminem have to say that should be quoted in a class at Columbia, which charges $27,000 a year? And who in the hell proved this class that you would say something that's going to be controversial? I will give the school credit, though. Um for not canning this guy, because Columbia is known for canning people. And of course, the wallflower kids. I remember when you could say just about anything in college, because you know why? It was a place of learning and sharing ideas. No matter how controversial, you were able to face issues. How these kids are going to survive when they have to get real jobs, when they screw up, not if, And then get yelled at by the boss. Why didn't the school just throw these woke idiots out of the class? Or worse, out of the school. I pity our future because I know exactly how it's going to be. All these work idiots in these colleges are going to end up being the bosses. And they're going to be woke too. Which means someone like me would never get a job again. Okay, that's it. Uh, had some fun. We got, I, 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 I had one, two, three more stories to talk about, but I'm not going to have any time. Uh, and they're not as dumb. They're actually pretty serious. So we'll do them tomorrow. Uh, they are pretty serious. Uh, 
visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Take a look at my, you can take a look at my, um, uh, my links. Uh, you can read my show notes. Hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.